Hi, everyone, and welcome to Soul Food and Spirit Speaks with Karen and Linda. Uh, I wanted to just um, tell everyone that the this recording will be available out on our website, which I will show you the address to that later on. And we'll also post the links out on Facebook. We'll be putting it out on YouTube. And then through my Art Chats channel, it'll go through um, to iTunes and a number of other, Sketcher I think is another one, and I don't a whole bunch of places. So uh, Buzzsprout I think is another one of those too. So we're trying to get these, these um, lessons and messages out to everyone in, in as wide a distribution as we possibly can. And we thank you for joining us today. Um, and Karen, say hello to everyone. Well, hello, Linda, and hello, everyone. It's a pleasure uh, and an honor uh, to to be with you all, at least in spirit and soul. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and I want to begin with reiterating uh, just one one thing before we we begin, and 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 that is to say that I am a Melchizedek priest and a teacher. Um, and I, I, I do work with Reiki energy. I'm a Reiki practitioner that practices pretty much 24-7. And I read tarot cards for uh, personal counseling. Um, I also want to say a disclaimer that nothing that we share uh, is meant to replace or diagnose or uh, in any way um, uh, that take you from the professionals that are already assisting you. Mm -hmm. uh, but I hope to help, and Linda, and I hope to enhance any strategies that you're presently working uh, with uh, to um, create that spirit, mind, body integration and uh, to, to heal wherever you're healing in your world and in your body. So that's the first thing I want to say, because it's important to realize that, um, you know, you have to compare and correlate between different uh, perspectives. And hopefully, you know, we add to aspects of what you already know is working for you and assist you in uh, overcoming the blocks that you've run into that, that maybe you haven't uh, found strategies to um, uh, assist yourself with. So I just wanted to start with that. Yeah, I um, think that's a good reminder too because, um, you know, it's. I always like to think of it as a holistic approach. Um, you know, you have, you have medical science, that's very helpful, and then you also have the spirit side that you have to integrate with that. So that's why I always look at it as a holistic approach. Well, yeah, I agree, and I, I do use language that integrates both science terms and research uh, with uh, mythologies and what we understand is scripture and, uh, and, and that side of the heart. So mind and heart strategies and languages have to be integrated uh, at this time in this age that we're in because um, it, it is it is basically a combination that enables us um, to really heal. So I wanted to um, just reiterate that you know whatever strategies the doctor has you and you know you just don't stop and uh, and 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 decide to uh, go completely forward in in one path or another path. Um, compare and correlate is all I want you to do. Right. 
Sounds good. Um, so let's start with a quick review um, from our last lesson, our first podcast, where we talked about uh, integrating um, the three brains in our body uh, with, with love. And um, I put up the tree of life here, which I think probably refer to as we get into the second lesson, which is the mind over matter, which is what we're going to talk about today, which is focusing that, that will uh, with love. So just real, real quickly, Karen, if you could just touch on the three brains in our body and, um, you know, requiring willful love to integrate the, their, them together. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Linda. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at this illustration that's up here of the tree of life that I created, this has the paths of the tree of life that are connected to the tarot. And all of those paths have to do with a universal or archetypal mind, uh, different temples within the body that have different purposes. Uh, but we still are one, uh, one self. Uh, just as uh, spirit embodies all that is, yet is manifested as separate parts uh, and uh, many souls in, in the one greater soul. So we are a reflection of the heavens in our bodies um, and a bridge between spirit, which is abstract energy, which is in faith and not yet manifested, um, mind, which is a mediating aspect of the soul between spirit and the soul, is mind and body. Yet we have three brains that are not necessarily connected and acting as one whole holistic uh, self and a sense of being. So there's a, there's a triangle at the top of the head. It has empress. It crosses the left and right brain. Um, so the mother is space right there. The triangle at the top represents the physical brain. The physical brain can connect with and has access to a higher level of knowing. But, and that is open, the crown chakra, if you think about a newborn baby having a soft, open, and softness that is at the actual physical cranial plates in, the, in their head. Mm -hmm. um, well, so we have to basically uh, open up that space again and, and heal that upper triangle of um, how we think. Yet the brain itself, the physical brain, functions in compartments. Uh, there's light that, kind of like a computer, fires information into different parts. And a newborn baby or a small child just because of that opening there, is constantly firing information. It's like a light show that's going on all the time. And they're learning, and they're open, and they're very magical. But they don't have that throat chakra bridge that helps them to speak, identify the wisdom, even put it into words, this wisdom that is in there. Mm -hmm. um, but that physical part of the brain in its compartments connects to different ages of our development and evolution and consciousness. And those different parts of the brain that are not presently activated are in subconscious 
or they've been relegated to beneath the surface levels of, of uh, activity within ourselves. Um, at left and right brain, you know, and the front and the back lobes of the brain, basically, when you begin to uh, connect them with love um, and stand in the center of that, that space, uh, you're, you're beginning to basically open yourself up to new thought. Mm -hmm. um, new thought would be a seed which would be an inspiration that you want to make a change to become more um, to perhaps you've opened up to an idea of how to change your world yourself. Um, that inspiration is feels wonderful, a flash of energy, okay? Mm -hmm. But most people will get to that place and they'll start mental affirmations, uh, yet they can never make <laughs> it happen, mm -hmm. okay? So the creative process is actually opening up to a higher level of thought that's more in universal, um, which enables whole thinking, uh, creative thinking. Uh, so that, that part of the brain is also very much connected to the brain in the belly. So that one, if you see the tower that connects the hips there, is the sun and the star, and the tower is the belly brain. So the belly brain has a triangle that faces downward. Now what we really want to do is to get those two triangles uh, to come together. That's like the Star of David, if you think of, and it's also that of divine inspiration from above coming into physical manifestation below. A perfect integration of spirit into the physical form. Mm -hmm. And but that's, that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> And the reason is that the brain in the middle, in the heart chakra, um, is love, wisdom, and beauty and harmony. And harmony um, sees beauty and diversity. In the diversity of experience and form, um, the diversity of kingdoms, the beauty of the many in the one. Um, it has a record of all that is, was, and ever shall be. Mm -hmm. It is a place of the records of what is, was, and ever shall be. It's a place of always present, a place of no conflict, uh, a place where every aspect of our soul development and evolution resides in perfect peace. Mm -hmm. Yet that place is continuously, um, I guess you could say, blocked from 
our human experience. So integrating that space of love with the two brains above and below is basically the strategy that I wish to help you with. Okay, which leads us into our mind over matter. Absolutely. Okay, so um, let's go to our next slide. And um, as a starting off point, Karen, I um, had written down that we want to be strive, or we want to strive to be a whole soul. Um, but some of us that are just starting out on the journey may not know exactly what that means. So do we feel differently when we're acting from the place of a, being a whole soul or um, do we develop a sixth sense? What, what exactly are we talking about when we start talking about the whole soul? And I know that it, that kind of ties us back into what we were just talking about, but let's start there. Okay, very good. Um, well, first of all, the, in the first podcast, we spoke about there being as in Egypt, in ancient Egyptian mythology, they talked about the Ba and the Ka, or two parts of the soul. And the subconscious, the brain in that belly that mm -hmm. we spoke about, is the subconscious. Mm -hmm. it's, it's connected to the compartmentalized brain. Um, the broken egg, I like to say the Humpty Dumpty, sat on the wall and, and, and fell, <laughs> cracked the egg open, and we're still in the process of integrating and putting that back together. Okay. Um, but uh, the, um, uh, basically, a whole soul is functioning from a place of integrated love with your experience. Mm -hmm. And love is a mediating, blending, harmonizing force. Um, it's a place of action and a place of being. Um, and a whole soul functions in a place of feeling uh, complete, connected to spirit joyfully when still and within the temple, but also able to extend that space of peace, of joy, of love, and purpose into action. What you're doing in this world. Mm -hmm. Th then you become uh, a force of light and love, a force of prayer. Uh, not only for yourself in your immediate environment within yourself, but the more that your faith expands and the more that you acknowledge the connection between the abstract spirit communication and your physical world, the more you act in the knowledge of it, acknowledge, hmm. the stronger the bridge gets the more solid that experience becomes. And so it's an expanding and a deepening of your life. Life everlasting is a gift, okay, that comes from the mind in the heart chakra. Mm -hmm. 
So the mind is the mediator, and this is actually in the Gnostic Gospels that when Mary Magdalene asked uh, her Lord Jesus Christ, uh, where, who is exactly the perceiver of visions? What receives this, these gifts? Mm -hmm. As the answer was the mind. It's not the soul, it's the mind. So the mind is a mediator between this eternal spirit self and our growing and ever-changing soul. So the soul in the subconscious is one that has impermanent experiences in order to learn lessons in consciousness of love. And so in the great circle of experience that if you were to go back to the uh, uh, illustration of the tree of life okay. for a moment, yep. you'll see that the devil and the death path create a triangle that reach into the heart. Well, that is blocked. The devil is attachment, fear, karma that is not worked out. And so we cycle back, okay, in a, in a spiral of our soul in time and space over and over again around the circle of life as a point of light until you begin to realize that your point of light is connected around the entirety of the circle. When that happens, you look at your neighbor as a mirror of yourself. Mm -hmm. Perhaps a mirror that you don't want to look at, and that mirror might be in your own mirror. Mm -hmm. This creates discontentment. This creates tension. The tension that everyone that is a creative person that works in the creative realizes that when there's an ideal to strive toward something you're trying to create and you're physically working toward that, you're in a place of tension with that intention. Does that make sense? Yes, it does to me. <laughs> so, you uh, are an artist. You yeah. are an author. You understand that creative process. But every soul on this, in this world has manifested themselves here. <laughs> right. In their life, you are co-creators with your will, with a higher will. Your will is getting in the way, your subconscious will, mm -hmm. of opening up to the possibilities in your DNA mm -hmm. of love. When love completely lights up the DNA, okay, when, it, when you are completely integrated with love, your DNA, this 12 strands, are completely activated. And so you become more of who you are. So the new human is a Christed being. 
and Christ has come to teach us the way, yet people don't realize that it's up to them to willingly integrate love into their physical world and their physical bodies. Right. But it's interesting when you when you talk about being creative. And I want to uh, I want to go to the next slide here. I don't know if this is is going to get into what we were talking about, Karen. And I can switch to the slides that that you want me to switch to, um, if you want. But one of the things that you have always said, because some people may be grappling with, you know, how do I make that happen? I'm not a creative person. How do I make that happen? We were all kind of born as a creative person. We used our imagination a lot more when we were children. And you say that to, to everyone that I've heard say, you know, I don't know how to do this. You say, play. Use your imagination. That's exactly what we need to do, right? Absolutely. Because creative manifestation happens first with the part of the mind that is the imagination. Mm -hmm. The imagination being the bridge between what is known and what is possible. Children reside and pretend, act as if they're in that space in a, in a playful, joyful um, way. So while they're playing, they're pretending. Mm -hmm. um, uh, fortunately, we are opening children up to imagine more for themselves and not limiting them to pretend only in, uh, in like, okay, let's pretend you're mama and you're cleaning the house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, the uh, media and the imaginations of many connect and build new foundations for new thought. Right. We all interact in that way. And there's been an explosion of creative will, which is in the throat chakra, which is the bridge, and um, so in our world. Mm -hmm. But in this illustration of Chokure, we, we see earth and your body as one, and the heart of the earth uh, being a process that you are actively healing with love. Mm -hmm. And it shows the there's a, a star above that might not be showing up that well in this actual slide, but, but there's a star that would represent the higher self that is integrating. And this spiral is a symbol that we use uh, in Reiki that I've expanded uh, to set up as vortexes of light that you can oh imagine yourself to be in mm -hmm. yeah, connecting the heart the mind uh, the root chakra in which is connected to the heart and the earth so um, yeah this is helpful in realizing that we are a rainbow of hope a rainbow bridge uh, after the great flood, a rainbow, an ark in the sky uh, was seen as the hope for humanity's future. It represents the fulfillment of our DNA potential and freedom from the earthly tree 
and an establishment of ourselves as both earthly and cosmic beings. Mm -hmm. Beings of light that are also in physical form. Um, and the archetypes or the beings of light, the angels, the masters that have ascended, like Christ and Buddha, Shiva, Vishnu, Krishna, um, the Zeus and the gods from the past, have given us blueprints or patterns for that freedom that have been basically uh, denied until we are able to once again integrate our physical form with love. Mm -hmm. Before we can become eternal, you would want to heal the aspects of yourself that are ever-changing that are on a pendulum from feeling good to feeling horrid. <laughs> so the get feeling is, is what the imagination enables us to connect with a new feeling. Right. And the prayer is in the feeling. So the mind is the mediator, but this feeling that this painting that I illustrated the connection of Chokure, put the power here, the light switch, mm -hmm. an integrated whole soul, is that of peace, that of love, that of being able to be a part of the world and a part of the greater cosmos um, and a bridge between. Mm -hmm. it, some of this, you know, I, I'm thinking about like, you know, when I was working at Procter & Gamble and um, found myself using phrases like, I don't see that happening, or, um, you know, basically separating my business self, if you will, from my using my imagination and playing. You almost feel like you can't do that in, like, everyday life, but that's wrong naturally, <laughs> naturally or you haven't made that connection I shouldn't say it's wrong maybe you haven't made that connection yet but when you're when you're making statements like you know I don't see that happening or I can I can line up my I can align myself to getting that done or something you are still I mean you can still employ your imagination in that um, and play because when you first start to see that happening you actually are imagining that happening in your mind Absolutely. And, and people get discouraged because everyone is coming from a different point of light on that circle. Mm -hmm. And Can I go back? Build, sure, sure. The, the circle of that, oh no, go back to the tree of life, Linda, please. Okay. There we go. The circle that the devil and the death and the foundation, uh, the mind and the belly, mm -hmm. um, so we are collective and we are in a soup of experience. If you could think of us all uh, as, as a whole, as different souls in the field or the group, uh, the, the general uh, experience that we share, okay? Mm -hmm. People get discouraged because in the shared experience, 
um, we don't always relate and we feel resistance to uh, other people, to our ideas and, and ourselves to other people's ideas. Mm -hmm. um, that resistance is partially because the ego feels unsafe. Okay? Mm -hmm. Resistance to our own new ideas, resistance to other people's new ideas. Um, you're exactly right when you say, I can see that happening. That means that you have engaged with a decision in which you have, have begun to work on the possibilities mm -hmm. of how to put that into action. When you say, no, I cannot see that happening, the mind in the brain, the empress up there at the top, saying, I don't have a vision for that. I can't wrap my mind around that. I, I cannot engage my imagination and waste my time on what that feels like to me. Right. So, the, so, so basically changing the physical world is difficult because it's very dense. Mm -hmm. it's, it's manifested. And so it is the hardest place to see change happen. And as I said before, you can get that idea, but then get discouraged that no one else can work with you, get on board with you, mm -hmm. um, create the assistance and the focus to move that forward. Right. And, and if we go one step backwards, we, are, we do a, a, probably a good job of, of defeating ourselves before we even allow our imagination to start. Absolutely, because you have, through previous experience, the subconscious uh, really doesn't believe uh, the, the brain and ideas and affirmations. It doesn't believe it. Mm -hmm. um, it is set in its ways and its beliefs and its, are its feelings. So, and I say it's because most people are not integrated with their subconscious. When we begin to grow as a soul, you begin to look into the psych psychology. This, the psychology uh, is the science of the soul. Mm -hmm. and so, but people are just looking at the past. You know, they may go into behaviorism from this childhood uh, that they remember. Um, and, and then try to figure out what they don't remember, what they push down, and what blocks them. But that is a rabbit hole that goes on and on and on and on. And like if you remember the chokule going down into the earth, holy, holy, <laughs> like the root chakra on here, too, it is connected to everybody's stuff. Right. And so you have to learn how to be a master of staying in your own space of love and and, and not wavering from that place, no matter how the tides of the field or the space around you uh, or the people around you uh, go, okay? So you have to develop a very strong core of trust and love in your belly, in your belly brain that helps you to move forward, to make, to make decisions that act 
upon what you have affirmed that new ideal or idea is. Okay? Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is to get the subconscious belly brain to believe that takes time, patience, discipline, and love. And discipline means to teach, to teach something different, mm -hmm. not to punish. So most people think and feel about any new discipline to change their, themselves or their life as a punishment. All right? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to use the example of, of, that everyone can use as we go further. And, and this goes back to how my story and, and how I have learned to reprogram my belly brain. Okay. Is there a particular slide you want up when you talk this, Karen? Um, let's go to the tree of life. Okay. 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 So, again, we're seeing different levels of ourselves. You see the, the top triangle that connects uh, actually, that's Neptune, that Hokma, and Vinod, and Saturn. So these are planets that are esoteric, um, that are bringing abstract or faith energy into form. Um, the uh, belly brain is in the tower that crosses the hips. Okay, you see the tower there? Um, the towers, as I have explained before, were in a previous age at one time set up so that we had a communication with the true pattern of ourselves as beings of light and love. Um, in that space, a perfect communication with one another telepathically, uh, communication that was not uh, centered in polarity, um, more of a heart base. Uh, and those towers in a previous age fell. We can't get into that lesson. That will be a, another lesson we'll talk about in, in the future. Okay. Um, but that belly brain in there, uh, that has to be reprogrammed with love. Um, in order for anything to change and for us to have a clear connection between our higher selves and higher will and our feelings about ourselves, our world, um, each other, etc. So to, to begin with this, back when I was nine years old, now that goes back a long time, I'm 58. <laughs> 58 years old, and um, so I've been in a certain practice for quite some time. Mm -hmm. um, I was visited when I was nine, and I had a, a lot of visitations, and I had a lot of revelations through my childhood, and I'm not going to get into all of them, but um, in this particular one, um, I was uh, surprised by my room being expanded into a white light. 
and that's all it was. The walls, everything seemed to disappear. Hmm. My, I had a statue of Mother Mary that was on my dresser because I was a good Catholic girl. And it, it seemed like the light actually came from her, her statue. She grew from that statue and opened that space with white light. Hmm. When that white light opened the space, I realized that there was a beautiful woman with her. And I didn't know who she was at the time. Um, but at this time, I relate to her as Mary Magdalene. And Mary Magdalene spoke to me in a direct transmission. Um, I felt completely exposed, somewhat inadequate to receive whatever it was that was being downloaded at the time, because there was a download. As I call, sometimes what we get from a higher power, a higher source into our bodies as a white light, as a download. And she said these words, make your stomach strong like a man. And that was it. Okay. Well, okay, I received instructions. I didn't understand. I'm nine years old. Um, I begin doing sit-ups. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I keep adding to these sit-ups that I do on a daily basis. But I know that it, my stomach, okay, has to get strong. So I take it literally. Right. Make your stomach strong like a man. Um, now, this practice of, of, of doing sit-ups has, as I said, been something I have continued throughout the entirety of my life. Um, the ability for me to manifest something abstract and bring it into form is pretty strong. Right. Okay? Yep. Uh, I, I have I, I do numerous paintings, um, you know, there may be a block in letting it go out to the world as a complete form, but right. that's probably because it's in divine time and it's not done. And, and I might look at my, the entirety of the work of my life as a process, process that okay, is continuously unfolding, growing and deepening. But that process, uh, I guess you could say, deepened at age nine, which just happens to be the number of my soul frequency. So mm -hmm. there, there's no accidents in things, okay? Right. I, right. I realize that by being a numerologist. Mm -hmm. um, but through, through my, I guess, life experience, this has served me well to do setups. And I'm going to explain how the process and my understanding of it has deepened. So in my 20s, um, you know, um, you could say that, uh, well, let, let, let me even go, let, let me even go 
bit further than that, okay? Mm -hmm. um, um, I started the process of doing sit-ups. Through my uh, teen years, I had basically uh, a lot of experiences in which there may have been psychic attack. Um, people talk about that, okay? The subconscious being connected to a deep pit, a well of pain. Uh, if someone is very sensitive, they might feel that well. They might feel that pit. And on emotional levels, they may, they may have visions, bad dreams, um, etc. And, and I did. But I also had tools to know how to protect myself. Um, maybe even un subconscious tools. And those tools were being developed by the attention that I was putting into the solar plexus. And if you think of the word solar plexus, which is the name for the chakra that goes in the belly, that's the sun, solar, being put into the belly, the belly brain. So if you think in those terms, this, this is the practice went at this time, at age 58, um, I can tell you as well that I've manifested many things. But now I go to the gym and this, is, this has become a way of life uh, to put the love in my belly and to move in the world that way. But in my training, I'm still training. I didn't stop training myself. Mm -hmm. It's a very gentle and loving practice in which I begin basically to strengthen and fortify my very movable spine because I have the challenge of, of a lot of movement in the axis Monday or the central pillar of my, of my spine very fluid. Mm -hmm. And so the muscles in my belly, in my back, help very much in, in their other training to maintain um, strength and stability around that spine. Um, but when I, I smile, um, when I do these practices, I go into my heart chakra. I create a space of love and peace. And and at this time, it's changed some. Sometimes it's been more, uh, and I've increased. But uh, between 1,200 and 1,600 crunches in a row. Wow. Okay. With a total feeling of love, bliss, gentleness, and prayer. Hmm. So to be in that state... And to do this work, I wouldn't expect anyone to start with between 1,200 and 1,600 crunches. I really wouldn't. But if you began to create a physical practice in which you are acting and meditating on love at the same time, putting your mind in your belly, in your belly brain, with love, and, and actually integrating and, uh, and feeling your physical body receiving that love in the belly. 
I can tell you that this practice is going to increase your confidence, increase your ability to act on the inspiration that you receive, and to feel better about yourself. It's feeding that subconscious brain in your belly with love. It's feeding soul food, love food. There was a song that was out when I was about that age that I used to sing to myself while I did my crunches. Yummy, 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 I got love in my tummy. <laughs> and it feels so very good, I would say. I, would, I, I don't even know what the words really were, but the yummy, 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 I got love in my tummy. Rhyming uh, is something that children and your subconscious, your inner child, loves too. Right. So to like do these while you sing to yourself or while you're listening to music that your soul enjoys uh, is, is extremely helpful mm -hmm. to shift your subconscious to feel better. Over time, your subconscious, that inner child, will begin to feel more confident that it can take on new ideas, inspiration, hope, to create something new. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it was a great representation of how something you do every day, you know, some working out or um, the discipline of sitting down and, and painting or writing or going to work every day. It sets a mindset for uh, how that day is going to be. If you're approaching it, you know, this day is going to be awful. The day is going to be awful. If you approach it, this day is going to be great because I'm going to be imagining you know, all really great things and I'm going to go in there with love and you know, it will be a totally different type of day. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the training yourself to know mm -hmm. how to feel better is part of that practice that I just gave. Right. And um, how many people do you know start uh, a, an exercise program or a weight loss program? Um, in the or, new year. <laughs> right. In the new year, every year. Yeah. And, and never really feel like they manifest their goal. Exactly. How often does that happen? It happens okay. a lot. Okay, so people have over the years tried to sabotage my faith in the uh, ability to manifest my choices. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. Um, my choice to create and maintain a certain form that serves me as I move through this world. I, I've said I have the challenge, and everyone has challenges that you've taken on, okay, in physical form, whether it be in your DNA or who you are. How you feel still helps determine how you move through the world with that challenge. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yes. 
It was interesting. Well, go ahead, please. I was, yes. I was, I was interested. We were watching last night the story of God, which is which stars Mark, Morgan Freeman. And he, he sat down and talked to a gentleman. And you had no idea where this was going, uh, but it was in a tattoo parlor. And the gentleman, you know, he says, you've had a, a rather, Morgan Freeman says to the gentleman, you've had a rather uh, interesting transformation. And he says, you know, who, who are you? Because I don't know you. And the guy um, very interestingly tells the story of his early life as being a neo-Nazi skinhead and how he hated everyone and how he walked along that path for a long time until he got married and he had a child and he realized that he didn't want his child living the life that he lived. So he completely changed. He's having his tattoos removed through a lot of pain. He calls that his penance. I'm not particularly sure I agree with that, but that's okay. He that's the way he's dealing with it. I, you know, I'm not going to judge him on that. He knows what he needs to do. But that, right. that whole transformation, Karen, was. It, I mean, the man had a very gentle soul when he was sitting there talking to Morgan Freeman and about his journey. And it was so interesting to see that someone can move themselves from the hate that he was surrounded in and that he had himself in to this other person and the and the positive life that he's leaving now and um, and and you know the how he's molding that young child that he's raising you know in, in what, the, the theory of love you know the whole absolutely what I was going to say I, love was the motivation exactly um, and it always is the motivation to become the hero uh, that you are mm -hmm. okay and we. You know, we, we have come to a place in our world where that's what we're all striving to become, the archetype of the hero, but we have to become that ourselves. He is his own hero, but it, that because he needed to be a different man to mold his son. Yeah, and at some point in his life, he realized he had a choice. Ah, right. And we always have the choice. Exactly. But the... But the feeling of how to get there mm -hmm. takes a great amount of will right. connected to love. And obviously this man found it through his son, but it, you find many times that that is not the case. People that are immersed in patterns of behavior in, uh, in their physical worlds oftentimes don't break out of it and rather repeat the pattern mm -hmm. because it is what they know it is what they've learned to feel is real so the this practice of putting love in your belly while actually physically building because if you do crunches then blood is also going to go to your belly mm -hmm. blood is is life. You, you see the connection? You're, mm -hmm. at, you're putting love into the blood and creating new life. And so the, uh, th that, that ability or that feeling can carry over into any creative action. If you can't do crunches because you're physically unable just to put love in your belly and put your hands on your belly and to focus love into that belly and over your hips 
uh, is extremely helpful. Yes. Um, the it it is it is the that brain that will stop change from manifesting. If you if you think of that higher power having to come all the way through different frequencies of form in the body temple through the chakras, finally getting to the densest of the red energy of the root chakra that is connected to the roots of the, of the world. You can see that it by that time it's pretty dense. Mm -hmm. So that mind is dense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you say you're pretty dense, it means you're <laughs> unwilling to open up to something new. Right. So, you know, the, the times when, when, like, for example, when I had children, uh, people would say, to, like, just getting back to that belly, saying, you know, that, that we have blocks that say we have to follow certain patterns. You get older, you've got to gain weight. Uh, you get older, you've got to have belly fat. You get older, you, you, you see, you see you, you, you've got to, to follow certain patterns of form that are accepted. And when I was a little girl, my first thought was, well, true, you know, women are, have, uh, when they have their bellies, you know, it feels like something changes. It, 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 something different happens in there. And I didn't understand what it was. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, um, I, I do understand that it has everything to do with we are less uh, receptive and surrender and feminine beings than we are active masculine beings. We have more masculine active chakras than we do feminine receptive chakras. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the male dominant will chakras uh, override the, the, the receptive soft parts of ourselves. And the need to balance the male and the female within each of us was basically what I began to understand I was doing. Um, because the soul is as a whole person is both male and female. And part of all of the blocks that we have dealt with is the, the, the boxes that we have to stay in if you're a man or if you're a woman uh, that keep us from feeling like whole souls. Um, as a child, there were a lot of blocks in my confidence that were set up for me. Mm -hmm. The things that were said to me, how I was treated, etc. Mm -hmm. um, I was also given tools that would make me feel almost heroic. Okay, so there was a dichotomy in my experience. Mm -hmm. um, and so to integrate the uh, feminine part of me with the masculine is another part of what Mary Magdalene uh, was giving me a key to. In my 20s, much later, 
I read some scripture um, from the Nag Hammond Gospels, uh, Elaine Pagel's, I think that's how you pronounce her name, book, you forgive me, it's not in front of me, and that was in my 20s and I'm 58. <laughs> but uh, but uh, the, basically when St. Peter asked uh, Jesus why uh, he uh, loved Mary the most, and this is the Gospel of Thomas and Mary Magdalene, which of course were eliminated by the patriarchal church um, and not allowed in for certain obvious reasons. Um, he had said that uh, he loved her most because she had made her stomach strong like a man. Mm. Discovering that in scripture, okay, reinforced a lot of how I knew where that came from, <laughs> you see, um, and I could relate it back to previous visions and such and say, okay, I, yeah, I get it, um, and I, I'm not going to get into that story today because that would be a whole other podcast, um, but the, um, uh, I, I guess her having a strong belly then that she had the confidence to ask the questions and to seek beyond and to see herself uh, as, as worthy to ask Christ questions, okay? Mm -hmm. And to have the confidence to know how to even put it into words. Um, so the development of the voice, which is the throat chakra, which is, in my opinion, a balance to, between male and female energy. Mm -hmm. If it's truly creative will, you're the mouthpiece of a higher power, receiving, directing, and speaking in a continuous flow of divine uh, love, okay? Mm -hmm. And that is the fifth dimension. So I, I have a, a, a painting that I've done of Mary Magdalene, and I put her in the space of dots, in that white star, mm -hmm. uh, in the throat chakra, because that is creative will, um, and that is the, the bridge between the heart um, and faith. Uh, so changing the expectations uh, that are programmed into your subconscious, that you've accepted as part of your DNA, um, is, is an expansion that, that it takes getting out of the box. Okay, because mm -hmm. most people feel trapped in the circumstances that are manifested in their lives, and they support that feeling of being trapped with the stories uh, that perpetuate uh, throughout family, clan, national, uh, and global um, uh, history, our history. Um, so the getting and imagining something new, what we talked about earlier, takes a little bit of confidence 
to say, I, oh, I can see that happening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. And, and so to weave a new story, you are a storyteller. You mm -hmm. know that it takes, it's a process. Right. Yes. It unfolds as you go. You might have the idea, the ideal, but the process, the creative process, unfolds for you, doesn't it? It it does. I mean, I, I see a conglomeration of scenes that I want to write about in in my mind's eye, if you want to call it that, and mm -hmm. I you know continue to refine that and add to that and. Um, you know, I've had a number of authors say, oh, you're a pantser. I, I write by the seat of my pants. I don't, like, oh. do a lot of, um, you know, structured stuff before I start writing. But it's that's also called my free write. So I just allow whatever scene that comes into my head, I capture it, and then I do the organization later because I'm playing with the free write. I'm I'm doing the imagination. I'm seeing the characters in the in the scene. It, you know, that's my playful imagination time. That's the creation time. The organization time isn't as much fun, <laughs> but it has to be done. You know, I so. get that totally. Yeah. I, I yeah. I'm not very very good at that part. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, and that's the hard part. You know, and then comes the editing, which is even harder. But you know, uh, all of that is the birthing process as well. Yeah. To absolutely. That to that book or to that painting. The, the, the thing that I found interesting, Karen, is whether or not I'm painting or whether or not I'm writing, that creative process, that play and imagination is basically the same. It's the tool that is different. Absolutely. Absolutely. And your confidence in your creative process becomes stronger because you act on it. Right. Linda. Right. You do it. Yes. Okay, so mm -hmm. that, that's where a lot of people get stuck. One, one of the uh, parts about you that's, that's strong is that you are a very balanced person. Uh, you are, you have a lot of male energy and as well as beautiful feminine energy. Mm -hmm. You are a beautifully integrated person. And so that, that creative process and making it happen is very natural for you. Yeah, it is. It actually is. And, you know, it, what the hard part is for me as well as for other is others, I'm sure, is, you know, we, I'm trying to figure out how to say this in a positive way. Um, if I get distracted because someone else is trying to tell me that my creative process isn't the way that it should be done, um, then I see the blocks happening. But if I just sit down, open my crown, and just start writing, I could write nonstop for days, weeks, months. You know, <laughs> at some point I'd probably die because I didn't drink or eat anything. But <laughs> I could. <laughs> you know, wow. that's the that's the way that I write, and I don't. You know, I'm very protective of that because I've called that over the years and made that happen. Um, right. You know, so. There is, you know, the other thing I always say, because I do teach, is there is no right and wrong of this. Just, like, I have the, use the force, Luke, you know, focus your heart, focus your, focus everything on what it is that you want to accomplish, whether that be writing a book, creating a painting, getting out of bed, 
you know, anything right. you have to focus that will. And um, right. we're coming up, Karen. I just want to let you know we we've been talking for about sixty minutes. So, wow. Um, I, I, you know, I think um, I, I, we touched as you were talking. I was looking over the set of questions that we developed, and, and I think we touched on all of them. Um, and I think we're at the point where maybe you want to talk a little bit more about focusing, you know, focused will and using that. Uh, and then I think um, that I think we've got pretty much whatever else you want to cover. Um, okay. Is okay. left, I think. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Well, okay. So, um, ah, focused will. So, basically, love, okay, in the chakras and integrating them. Um, is, of course, the way that I have explained assists you to become a whole soul, um, to integrate the subconscious part of the soul with the higher uh, divine uh, perspective um, that you, uh, that, that basically is, is uh, vast mm -hmm. and has connection to everything is that, that is, was, and ever shall be. So, um, the, uh, I, I would say, as I said, the one thing that we need to do in any creative process is to integrate that higher level of creativity that you had said, open up your crown, connect your heart, your throat chakra, go out there and create, mm -hmm. okay, and, and, and bring it in and become the spokesperson. But if if it if that that discipline is beautiful, but if you don't do physical disciplines mm -hmm. as well that integrate with your your body brain and mm -hmm. your belly, um, you're going to get out of balance. Right. You're not going to feel better about yourself or your world. Okay, so to honor the whole person that we are. I feel that that love and that the belly brain is the foundational key to being able to manifest feeling better. And, and truly, that's that foundation of feeling better is what will enable something better to manifest in yourself, in your world, in your environment, your surroundings, collectively in our world. Mm -hmm. So the feeling is the prayer. And so, you know, I, you're in a place of joy and you're in a place of creative flow. That's a place of great joy. Right. But I know you, Linda, and I, I also know that you go to the gym. Well, yeah, I go to my basement, which has gym equipment, yes. Right. You, you ground. Yes. You bike ride. You go in nature. You, you see what I'm saying? Uh -huh. You're not in denial of your whole self. No, I'm not. As a matter of fact, um, Karen, you'll be proud of me. I'm up to 200 sit-ups. But oh, I, yeah. yay. That's a lot. That I, is. <laughs> that is. And, and you will find that the more you do in that way of putting love and focus in your belly, yeah. 
then the better you're going to feel. Right. And, and I want to, you know, I, I can hear people on, on the outside, you know, in my, in my head, I can hear people going, oh, so I just have to do sit-ups and everything will come true. That's not what we're saying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what no, we're saying no. is create the movement, you know, it, it, all of that is movement, all, the, well, your physical body and your, and your spiritual body. Well, let's just say that's a start. It's a start. Okay. Right. It's a start. It's a practice in which you will learn to be physically focused with your mind, with love, okay? Right. In your, okay, and at the same time. Right. And, and you know, that's, that's the key because th then before you know it, you can walk through the world with that integration. You right. can go to the grocery store with that feeling. You, you can clean the house with that feeling. Right. Uh, interactions with other people won't put you out of balance, won't make you feel a lack of confidence, won't derail your focus on what you're creating and who you are. Mm -hmm. You won't allow people to designate how you feel by their projections. Right. Yeah, so, we could even go back one one step forward, or one step backwards, if we want, and talk a little bit, because um, you know, we we were kind of joking around using the Star Wars, you know, and Luke standing there with his focused will and using the Force. But when you think about The Empire Strikes Back, which is the second movie um, in the the first original trilogy, he's uh -huh. on Dagobah and. While he is learning his mind discipline, he's running through the forest. He's, you know, lifting Yoda on his shoulders and running through the forest. With that. So he's building a physical strength right alongside his mental strength. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's um, what we're meaning by, you know, the, our physical, what you were just saying is, is exactly that. Absolutely. And if you practice martial arts or if you are a... Uh, there's like it's seven, eight kinds of intelligence, and if physical intelligence is easy for you, right. all right, then then that aspect of it, and the transcendence, and the be able, the ability to push your body beyond its present limits is natural for you. Mm -hmm. Okay, but if it the the spiritual component all right, might not be, or an intellectual component might not be fully integrated, but, but you see, then in some ways it enables those things to be in more flow, if you understand, because the body is healthier, uh, more fluid, more open. Exactly. Um, so the key is balance. The, yes. It's integration of the heart with the belly brain, because if and the brain in the head, because if they're working together, they're not working against each other. And in in the way that most people work, when they decide on a new goal, is they beat themselves up. And mm -hmm. I I'm going to say I you know over the years of you know being uh, in the same gym for 25 years, but always I look around and I see people starting new goals and they're killing themselves. <laughs> yes. They're, ha they're hating themselves, they're punishing themselves for getting 
to be who they are right now. They are not loving themselves. They are not in a peaceful, joyful, playful place. And it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So that's that, why the that's, gym always is a lot less crowded in February. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. See, so so they, you know, it might not be. This might not be the be all end all of it. But in martial arts, you know, it's the belly brain that enables one to be more physically than what they are. Okay, to transcend and and. Uh, I guess become more of that superhuman. All right. Yep. So the ability to open the mind and and reach into the cosmos and uh, and see divine, uh, 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 I guess connections and formulas, etc., is another part of a brain. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. But as and that's genius too. So there's genius in all different levels of intelligence. And, and I know that what, I'm, what I really want you to know is that you have embodied all of these different paths, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if not, you will. <laughs> the fact is, collectively, humanity sure has. Right. And the, the gifts that each of the masters that have are left here for us to pick up mm -hmm. and build upon. Okay, so it it simply takes the integrating the three brains to begin to pick up and integrate with like a, a, a more of the collective intelligence. And and, uh, and and to actually make choices about what it is that you want to do in in a loving way uh, to manifest uh, new truth in your life and in this world. Mm -hmm. So one more thing I'm going to say before we go is in the last podcast I gave at the conclusion of the podcast the Lord's Prayer as a path which connects love through the seven chakras connecting through the crown, through the central pillar, moving the chakra wheels and integrating loving magic, spiritual magic into all of the temples, into the earth and the path of ascension through the spine and the back up through the crown. And I gave that already. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to say that it would be a great idea for our audience to go back and review that. Mm -hmm. Because that practice, again, is one that I do while I focus in my belly. So, you know, everything is in everything, and we have to integrate spirit, mind, body. And that's the conclusion. <laughs> right. I flipped it over to the things so that they could see where the website link is because um, we, I will put 
this on the website, the previous lesson where we were integrating the, the minds, is out on our website, which is uh, HTTP Soul Food Spirit Speaks dot LindaFistler.com. That's a subdomain off of my main site. But if you put it in like that, you'll find us. Um, and we're also on the Facebook page, just Soul Food Spirit Speaks. Um, and then there is a YouTube channel as well. Um, so if you go out to Google and you search that, uh, you should be able to find the YouTube or go out to YouTube and search on it. You should be able to find it there as well. So um, didn't mean to interrupt there, Karen, but uh, just a good, good time to insert that, that both lessons will be out there on those, those specific pages. Okay. Thank you, Linda. That wasn't okay. an interruption. I was done. <laughs> okay. Karen's <laughs> <Amen>. done. <laughs> okay, Linda, thank you. I love you, dear. You're you're love great. You and, and and I love our conversation. So I do too. We will continue and I hope maybe within a few weeks we'll have another one of these. So, yeah, yes. We'll we'll work on it. It's been an interesting travel um doing these with um there's certain days that these are meant to happen that Karen and I have just decided that if the energy doesn't feel right, then we're just going to not do it <laughs> because That's right. we keep running into that. that for some reason. But <laughs> the spirit just won't allow it, period. Yeah, right? Right? Like not the day for it. I'm not up to it, whatever whatever that happens to be. But um, it's, it's been an interesting journey. Um, oh, but we, we do enjoy doing these. Uh, we hope that you enjoy listening to them. Um, I just wanted to... Thank you all for listening, and uh, we encourage you to share this podcast. Uh, visit the YouTube page, visit the Facebook page, visit the website. And if you enjoy our shows and would like us to help us along the journey, there's a little donation button um, that will help cover the costs of the podcast software that we're, we're using, um, different things like that. So stay tuned for next lesson. Uh, there's a newsletter that you can sign up for to, as well out there, and I'll, um, there has been a few folks that have done that, so I'll send out a newsletter as well to let everybody know that our next, you know, that this lesson is out there now. So um, I think we're at the point where we say goodbye. So <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>